Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to MikeRandall.com slash fitathlete to learn more and sign up this week. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some ways that you can start building your social media presence as a physical therapy student or even a new grad. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We are the physical therapy crew from Champion PT and Performance up in Boston. We are home recording these podcasts still during our shutdown period for the COVID pandemic and using Zoom. And I think, again, everything's been going well. Uh, but, um, we have another great timely, uh, uh, episode. Oh, no, we don't. We're going to record that in a different one. You didn't hear that. Pretend I didn't say that. We're going to come back to that. (laughs) We're going to talk about something a little different right now. Uh, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to develop some questions that have a little bit of like, like something to do with how you can better yourself during this time a little bit. So it has a little bit to do with that. But the question for this week's episode, oh, wait a minute, I didn't introduce everybody. See, I'm I'm doing a terrible job with the podcast right now. I apologize. (laughs) Lisa Russell, Lenny Macrina, Dan Pope, all the way down below, and then Mike Scudito in the circle of trust right here. Mike has a sideways leaning (laughs) cactus in there. So I think I've lost my mind. Do you have any cactus gardening tips for Mike Scaduto? It's uh, at Mike Scaduto DPT. Is that what it is? Or PT? Yeah. At Mike Scaduto DPT. He's a doctor. Don't, don't forget that uh, on Instagram. Give him some cacti advice. But uh, anyway, we do have a question. So our question today is from Ben from Maryland. Ben says, <clears throat> excuse me, what is your recommendation for students who want to build their social media presence with educational content before they graduate? Is there a way to do this safely? and ethically so uh man i'm sure we got the the group of us has a a decent social media presence that i think we can give you some good advice i'm going to jump in with the first part of that before you guys go and then we'll ask you guys i'm going to talk about the safety of that yes i think it's completely safe i don't think anyone shown that you could catch covid by posting to instagram so i do think you're completely safe i don't think anything's going to happen to you <laughs> but no in all honesty I, I i think i think what you ask in terms of the safety question of that is like you know maybe there's some liability issues or maybe there's some things about using some images of people like your patients or something like that i would say what the safety thing is is like i think most people think social media is is not medical advice right i have seen some people that have put a disclaimer at the bottom of their Instagram post. I still haven't, right? But I kind of refer everything back to my website and I do have disclaimers there. But I would say right now, like don't let something like that bog you down. Um, if you want, you could always end with a sentence that just says, this is for entertainment and education and not uh, medical advice. But um, I'll knock out the, 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 the safety question. But now I want to hear from you guys. I, what do you think is the best approach for a physical therapy student to start their social media presence? Poster, let's hear it. 
Uh, I'll answer this one. I actually started doing this when I was in PT school, and uh, it's because I just really, really loved physical therapy, fitness, wanted to share what I was learning, just, you know, and I think it was also additive to my career. So it just really fit well, right? So for a new student that's similar to where I was, you know, at that point, um, I think it's a great idea. I think one way you can accomplish um, a couple different goals at once is to use your social media as a way to learn yourself and then share that information to the world. So yeah, I think and this is where I was when I first started making social media. I didn't want to put the cart before the horse, right? You have someone who's like, I don't know, like a Mike Reinold of the world who's has a ton of experience, put out a lot of information, right? And uh, you're like, how do I put out my own information? I have no experience, right? I'm not even a physical therapist yet. Like, what am I doing here? Um, but you can use that as a learning experience. So you can help people by producing, let's say, social media uh, post that reviews a specific article on a specific like niche topic that you like, let's say the concussions or something along those lines, you can go through, find what you find is relevant. You're learning a ton. You're sharing that information. You're bringing it to the world. Uh, so you're not, you're not necessarily saying you have all this experience and this is the right way to do things. Um, you're providing value. Uh, you're building yourself, you're building your brand and you're helping people around you as well. So that's, that's kind of how I would go about it. I, I love it, Dan. I, I I think that's that's the best that's the best approach right there. And I think you know we say this all the time, but it's worth repeating all the time. Our social media presence, our blog po- our blog presence, and all that stuff. I, I still say to all of us, it is primarily for our benefit. It's it's yes, we educate others and stuff like that, but it's to keep us fresh, it's to keep our minds growing, right? And there is no doubt in my mind that I am better at my job and what I do because of how much education we do. It just keeps you sharp, right? That's why you go to a huge conference or, and presentations and you see all these speakers and you think, man, how are these guys on top of all the research? How do they know everything? It's because they love it and that's that's what they do all the time. It's it's for them. They're 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 cutting edge because they're always on top of it. So I love that. Uh, uh, who else wants to add to that? Mike, what you got? Yeah, I would say, we, you know, we obviously have a lot of students that come through Champion as uh, clinical students, and I end up following a lot of them on Instagram, and, and some of them do put out content while they're a student. And I think, you know, what's the one thing that you're an expert at while you're a student is being a student. So you know, I've had a couple students that put together posts that are aimed at other students. Maybe it's advice on how to study for the board exam. Maybe it's a... Uh, you know, how to avoid being stressed as a clinical student, how to manage your stress over time. So those are things that you're currently going through. Uh, You may not be an expert at rehabbing a post-op's shoulder right now. So maybe, you know, you can put out content about that, but maybe that's not your expertise. Right now, you're an expert at being a student. So helping the students around you is kind of a good way to go around it, uh, go about it um, and putting out content relevant to that. Man, yep. that's that's excellent, Mike. I mean, I, I mean, it, you speak to the, the to the target audience that you can relate to. I think is 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 amazing, right? We've seen so many students like try to. Uh, and we, we kind of talk, it's like the proclaim or like the fake expertise, right? When you have no clinical experience, right? So they, they fake this expertise and try to come across like it's a definitive post, right? Or, or they start like a big, you know, change the world initiative type thing when they don't have any clinical experience, right? Like that's, those are, those are going to be really challenging if, if you don't have uh, enough uh, to, to kind of go about. So share your experience with us, with us. I think, I think that's amazing. Talk to the same group of people that your peers with. I love it, Mike. That was good. Uh, what else? You guys got anything else? I got a couple things, but Len, Lisa, anything? No, I mean, I think what Mike said was great because um, I think as as you as you become a PT, you evolve, right? And your blog post will evolve too. Your blog post, your social media. So I think 
I, I, and we, I, and I know Mike has said it, but we say it to students all the time is what you're learning now, people want to hear about it, believe it or not. Like you think it's like useless and wasteful and maybe you're doing, you, you think you're way behind everybody else, but you're not. Cause I, trust me, there's a lot of people that are in your similar boat more than you ever, ever would think. So if you are trying to, you're not, like Mike said, you're not a, a post-op shoulder expert, but what are you reading right now to help you to become that? and then write about it. And then in two years, you're writing about what you do to treat a post-op shoulder, right? And then in five years, you're gonna look back and be like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. This is my evolution. This is what I'm doing now. So I think it's a great way to show, and you can look back and look at your evolution as well, but it's a great way to, to show what you are doing to help yourself and it's going to help others. So I think, I, yeah, you know, and, and, and be humble, be humble about it, right? That you yeah. are growing and you are learning. Don't proclaim false expertise or try to trick people because people with clinical experience like us, we can see the lack of authenticity. We can see right through it. And I'm telling you some prominent people on Instagram right now, I look at some of their posts and I'm like, I can't wait for in three years for them to look back at this post because yes, it's like textbook, right? But it's not clinically right. You know, it's just not, it's not what's what, what you see in real life. So uh, Lisa, heck, you, you, you've, you've kind of just started up like trying to like boost your stuff. What's your strategy? Because I think you're in a sim similar situation of building right now. What's your strategy? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm kind of doing sort of a lot of what Dan was saying. I mean, I, I've i been doing a lot more research than I usually have time for and like learning a lot of, you know, more of like the actual need for what rowers need in particular and to like work on injury prevention and like the science behind it and not just the like, oh, my teammates always have this problem. Um, and I mean, I think it's it's like exactly what everybody's been saying. I've been kind of going through sort of this process of, you know, reading a lot of articles and pulling it together and being like, okay, so based on this chunk of articles, like all these people with low back pain, like here's the problem that everybody has and like here's what we do about it. And it's been fun for myself to discuss like what I've found and why it matters and how to relate it to rowing and then how to relate it to like you know, masters rowing and juniors rowing and, you know, just everything in between. And um, I mean, I think it's been a lot like the social media side of it has been a lot more challenging than I expected it to be. Like it's way more time consuming than any of you all make it seem. So, you know, <laughs> at least at this point. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's a matter of, I think at this point it's been really valuable for me. Like I think I'm going to come out of this whole quarantine period, like way ahead of where I would have been if I hadn't had the time to do all of this and like built the pattern of looking at research more and like all that kind of thing. Um, you know, so I think for that reason, it would be, it would be interesting as a student to start that pat that habit almost. Um, yeah. And, and don't forget Lisa, right? Like you have like a lot of experience with rowers. Yeah. You, you know, especially with yourself, you are not like, you, you're not just going out there and talking about like uh, plantar fasciitis. Like you're, right. you're, going, you're, ta <laughs> you're talking about rowers, something that you have some expertise in. So I think right. that's great. So right. Mike, did you have something else? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is probably tying back into a, a previous episode, but I would say um, probably one of the first things that a future employer does is search you on social media. <laughs> so just make sure that what you're putting out there is, uh, is appropriate. And if you're putting out information that may be very controversial, 
um, that just be prepared to maybe answer questions about that in an interview. Um, and or, you know, you, you know, just keep it in mind that uh, people are going to be looking at that potential employers and, uh, you know, you want to put to get put your best foot forward on social media. I, I, yeah, be prepared to answer questions about that if you even get the interview because right. uh, <laughs> your social media presence can certainly turn people off. So, uh, so awesome advice. I think that's that's the biggest thing is, is share people your experiences. That's what is, I've had this conversation with many students that try to proclaim expertise or have, you know, you know, poor authenticity with their posts and stuff like that is be humble, stick to what you're good at. And we always talk about this with the evolution of us to become an expert over time. Everybody wants to be an expert next week, right? They want to get it in here, right? But it goes through these phases, right? You have to gain knowledge, you have to gain skill, you have to gain experience, and then you finally get judgment, right? Are you sick of hearing me say these things yet, right? But those are the four things to do. So you have to figure out which phase you're in. If you're a student or a new grad and you just have knowledge, you better not be making posts about skill or judgment, right? Because you don't have any of that yet. You make it about knowledge, right? So share, you, you just, you did a lit review on the, the best special tests for rotator cuff tears. You can post that and you can say like, well, here's some tests and tell us what's the specificity, what's the sensitivity, right? Because those are those are knowledge based things that you're going through at this time. A new article comes out, you know, EMG of the rotator cuff, right? And you make a post. Here's the top three exercises for the supraspinatus based on you know this article. That is a knowledge based post that you're sharing as you learn. Don't jump steps and start talking about experience. I always tell this to everybody, but don't. Again, your call. This is not how I educate, and maybe I'm I'm biased because the people that email me, no one's gonna yell at me via email. They they email me and say they connect to my education style, but my education style is just to share with you what I'm learning and what I'm doing and what I'm I'm currently going through. What I don't do is spend my whole social media presence telling you what everybody's doing wrong, right? Because I I humbly don't know any of the answers, right? I'm just giving you our best guess at what we're doing right now and 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 hopefully it can be something to help you so so hopefully those are some good tips for you to get started with your social media presence i recommend you do it right this is the whole like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there doesn't make a sound right but that's okay that that's fine there's a difference between starting this and then building a following those are two different conversations to be honest with you. that's a whole nother episode right starting it is equally as much for you and your patients as it is for your potential audience down the road so keep that in mind. It's still for you, even if nobody's listening yet, but they'll get there. So awesome. So great question again. Thank you so much, Ben. I hope that helps. If you have a question like that, head to microround.com, click on the podcast link. Please go to iTunes, Spotify, rate and review. I don't even know if you can rate and review us on Spotify, but if you can do it, otherwise do it on iTunes. I think that's helpful. I don't know why I say that every episode and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.